Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Down to the Core. We are your host. I am Jim. And I'm Julie. And we are the founders of Sita Hope Soul Coaching. And each week we will bring you three episodes where you will get to hear her perspective, his perspective, and, and our perspective. perspective. Today, Today you'll get, get both, both of us. us. So, so let's, let's get, get started. Good morning, soul family. Good morning, soul family. Two times in a week. What? I know. I get the ball rolling on this baby, huh, baby? That's funny. I hope this finds you all doing well today. Um, We had some inspiration, I think, this morning. I think. We had some inspiration this morning. <laughs> There's no I think about it. Let's be secure okay, in what we're talking okay, about here. Okay. We had some inspiration this morning. <laughs> <laughs> some definite inspiration this morning. Yeah. And so we thought we should come on here and share it with y'all. So why don't you go first? Well, I um I've never been one to really enjoy reading books until um my spiritual journey expanded. And so I've, I probably have read, I don't know. I've been reading a lot of books, just different books and stuff. And I don't know, it's within the last year or so. Um, I had a girlfriend who has a podcast. She was talking about, um, conversations with God. Um, and by uh, Neil Donald Walsh, and so um, and that book's been around a long time, right? Yeah, uh, it's been. Yeah. Um, well, I have it here in front of me. Let so me like, see. Uh, it's been a while. Ninety-seven, maybe yeah, was okay. for I think, or something. Maybe even before that. I'm not eighty-eight. I don't know. Ninety-five. The copyright of this particular is ninety-five. So, okay. but anyhow, I know that you know I've heard about it in the past. Um, whatever. Um, definitely heard of Neil Donald Walsh, mm-hmm. all of the things. So anyhow, I, I ordered the set. It's three books. And so I ordered the set and I started to read it and it just, it just didn't click with me. Um, and I realized now that it didn't click with me because I just wasn't in a place, um, for it to click with me. I just dropped my pen. Hold on. Um, so anyhow, um, we've been reading, a Course in Miracles, and I've been just reading a bunch of different, you know, books and stuff and whatnot, but I just, yesterday, I got this message from God to pick up Conversations with God again, and so I did, and started reading it again this morning, and it just hit me so differently today then, um, and it's because I'm in a place today to, to hear the message Mm -hmm. from, from the book. And, um, I guess for me, I had to walk through this journey that I was going through of my own research and education, whatever it is, um, in order to hear the message today from God. And, the message that I've gotten so far this morning has been that everything I've been doing or that we've been doing or whatever isn't wrong. It isn't wrong. 
And what? it is so common for people to, because it doesn't look the way that they think it should look, well, you're doing it wrong. Or it's from the devil. Or it's from Satan. Whatever you want to call it. It's evil. Right? Um, because so many people are um, programmed into the religion aspect of what, you know, religion is, you know, supposed to look like or, or whatever the case is. Um, so if you don't know anything about conversations with God, just a quick thing is that it is a dialogue between him and God. And um, I guess in dialogue like he's talking to god like he is having what? a conversation with god right what? um so he's asking god all the questions that i think everybody huh. has wanted to ask um you know um and whatnot so and it's just it's just funny to me how you know you can think oh yeah i want to read that book because my friend read it and it you know wow, it sounds so amazing, or whatever the case is, and then you get it, and you're like, ugh, like, I just don't, I'm not feeling it. Like, you almost feel like, oh, shoot, I wasted 20 bucks on this set of books or whatever. But I believe that God will always bring it back around, and because that's what he's done in this situation mm -hmm. for me. Um, but I wanted to read this because i mean there was so much that stuck out to me this morning um but this one section really really stuck out um and the question um is so when you say that prayer is a statement of what is so are you saying that god does nothing that everything which happens after prayer is a result of the prayer's action so then God says, if you believe that God is some omnipotent being who hears all prayers and says yes to some, no to others, and maybe, but not right now, to the rest, you are sorely mistaken. Which is what we're taught. Which is what we are taught. By what rule of thumb would God decide? If you believe that God is the creator or the decider of all things of your life, you are mistaken. God is the observer not the creator and god stands ready to assist you in living your life but not in the way that you would expect so basically he is saying i will observe you and i will help you but you are the creator you what? you are the creator what i know crazy what? right then it goes on says some other stuff then he says but what if you made a new decision. What then would be the result? This is the part that stuck out to me because this is what I have been going through. Well, what we've been going through, but how I've been feeling. I tell you this, you would live as the Buddha did, as Jesus did, as did every saint you have ever idolized. Yet, as with most of those saints, people would not understand you. And when you try to explain your sense of peace, your joy in your life, and your inner ecstasy, they would listen to your words, but they would not hear them. They would try to repeat your words, but would add to them. They would wonder how you could have what they could not find. 
and then they would grow jealous of you. Soon, jealousy would turn to rage, and in their anger, they would try to convince you that it is you who did not understand God. And if they were unsuccessful at tearing you from your joy, they would seek to harm you. So enormous would be their rage. And when you told them it does not matter, that even death cannot interrupt your joy, nor change your truth, they would surely kill you. Then, when they saw the peace with which you accepted death, they would call you a saint, and they would love you all over again. For it is the nature of people to love, then destroy, then love again, that which they value the most. And that just... It's a true statement. <clears throat> it just hits me right in the heart, because, I mean, it's exactly what we've been going through with sharing our truth. We've been sharing this exact thing from day one, really, that we've been doing ministry together yeah. um, before we even got married about basically putting God in a box, right? But that our experiences are what is God. Exactly. And that our experiences are our faith. And, <clears throat> and our faith is based upon our experiences. Yeah. And to have that unconditional faith so when god you hear god ask you to do something that just seems so in, unimaginable mm -hmm. to the world around you and you're like oh my gosh people are going to judge me people are going to you know whatever but yet you still walk it out in faith which is what we've been doing especially these last few years but i mean we've been doing it our whole entire ministry life which has been 20 years yes or more and so but we have always, when somebody has said, well, you can't do it that way, said, well, God said I can, so I'm going to. Exactly. Whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter. No. But what happens, and the reason why they do that is because they start, they, they, they may not even recognize it within themselves that there is an, exactly. a jealousy. Mm -hmm. There is a bitterness that comes upon them because mm -hmm. they do not walk it out in faith the way that mm -hmm. they should. Or the way that they're called to. Mm -hmm. And God has made it very clear that we are to walk it out in faith. Exactly. Yet, so many of us have not done that throughout the majority of our life. People try to reason it all out. They do. Because, well, right. they're worried about what others think. You know, mm -hmm. they worry about being criticized and judged and jealous and blah, blah, blah. All of yeah. the things. Yeah. And... They worry about it because it happens. I mean, we have been going through it with our own family for sure, the last sure, sure, sure. couple few years. Couple years, yeah. And you know, so when I hear people say, you know, well, it's not, you know, this isn't a spiritual uh, war or anything like that. Like we just, we're just trying to understand. It is a spiritual war, and you are not trying to understand because if you were trying to understand. You would open your heart and your mind to the truth mm -hmm. that you are deceived, exactly. basically. And I think, um, you know, one of the hardest things for people is, is that right there, right? And it's so if, you know, if you're out there and obviously you've been listening to us or reading our stuff or whatever for a while, or maybe you know us, whatever. Um, the hardest thing, I think, for anybody is to come to a conclusion that maybe I was wrong about something. Oh my gosh. 
That is the hardest thing. Right. And to I be mean, honest with you, the first thing that pops up is the anger. You get you get so mad. I got so mad. Oh, God, I was so angry with the mm-hmm. church for what put, what happened and what what played out or whatever. But, you know, when I really look at it through love and compassion, you know, it's not really their fault. I mean, it is, but it isn't at well, the same time. So here's the thing about it it's we believe what we're taught exactly not necessarily everything right Mm. but whatever we are taught you know you're going to go down that that road of uh trying to figure out the truth in that or whatever and so I, i think right now there's so many people and specifically in mainstream or western christianity mm-hmm that have been taught certain narratives that you know it's not your fault that you believe what you no. believe you know you believe what you were told right it's it's like being held captive you know by a prisoner or by somebody yeah. you're a prisoner and they keep telling you <laughs> blah, 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 you know and someday you get out um, you're going to believe exactly what they told mm-hmm. you, right? After a certain period of time, it becomes part of your reality. It's exactly. just, it's how our brain is, right? And so there comes a time, even, you know, for myself, you know, I'm still kind of deconstructing my own Christianity. And there are days I hear things or I read things that just, it, you know, first thing I do is get angry mm-hmm. because I don't believe that. And I want to defend my belief. Well, then when I think about it and I pray about it and I go to the source about it and God says, actually, Jim, maybe you should listen a little bit more about this or look into this a little bit deeper. And when I do that, you know, I'm telling you guys (laughs) what we have been taught is just their lies and manipulation. And that's not saying that, you know, um, everybody that, is in the church as far as teachers and, you know, pastors, they're not all bad. Right. <laughs> At the, um, on the global stage, you know, the leaders, yes, you know, they've all got their agenda. You know, you trickle down to the guys that are out on the streets, you know, preaching, whatever they're <clears> preaching. <throat> you know, I like to think that their heart's in the right place and they're doing it, you sure. know, because they love Jesus and, you know, whatever. Um, but how you're doing it, um, I think is a direct response to what's going on inside of us. And if we are conflicted by that and how that, that comes out in the way that we try to, to help others or teach others. So Mm -hmm. if I'm slapping somebody up alongside the head with my Bible, that means I'm actually doing it to myself as well because i'm trying to make myself believe it right makes sense yeah yeah and and that that's why people do that is because there's an inner conflict in them that they know something's not right but so if if i keep beating it on everybody else then maybe i'll truly believe it or or i what's the word um uh make it a reality within myself Mm mm-hmm and convince you know so i'm trying to convince myself as much as i'm trying to convince somebody else yeah. right so where you and i have always talked it's about the relationship with christ right we don't have to try to prove anything to anybody 
because it's your relationship. I can tell you my experiences, my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You take it or leave it. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. My only hope is that someday you could have, everyone could have that same kind of relationship. Yeah. Because with that relationship comes peace and love and mm-hmm. joy and abundance and all these other and things. The cool thing is, is that that relationship is going to look different, you know, for everybody. But, but, you know, the, the, the issue that I have now with the, the, the Christian aspect is that they are forcing upon everyone to have this certain relationship. Well, exactly. you can only have this kind of relationship with God. And well, that's just not true exactly. because it, 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 God is literally everywhere in the book. He asks God, you know, read the thing about the prayer. Hold on. He asks God about, you know, well, why can't, why don't you just show yourself to me? Why don't yeah. you just appear and show yourself to me? Well, he's, and then God says, well, I, I have, I'm, I am everywhere. I am everything. I am here now showing myself to you now. And then he says, no, I mean like tangible, like basically he wants him to show up as a human Right. To himself, <laughs> something that he can tangibly yeah. Yeah. see as God, and and God is like, I, I, you know, I can't do that because if I did that, then y'all would say it was from the devil anyway. Right, and so no matter what God does, no matter what a higher power does, it, someone is going to say, "Well, that's from the devil." Well, and truthfully, he did in the form of Christ, and they freaking killed him. Exactly. So. <laughs> so- so however God shows up for you, right, right yeah. is how he shows up for you. So whether that's nature, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. And so God shows up to each one of us and allows us to have that special relationship with him. But yet there are so many others that are jealous and envious and, and wish to have that same relationship mm-hmm. in such a loving, committed way that that is why they say, well, that's the devil. Exactly. You are portraying the devil. You mm-hmm. are evil by doing this and saying that God shows up as this, this, or this. Right. When they try to just portray God as this man who's dead on a cross and lives up in heaven and, you know, whatever. But God is all around us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I like what he basically... Well, I'll let you read that. Was that, what are you talking about? Like That was the prayer, and he was talking about you're asking, it's how are you asking, right? And, and really, basically, you're manifesting yourself. Yeah. So if, if you continue to ask, Let me see if I can find that. then that means that you don't really believe that you already have it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, so the cool thing about this thing that Julie's reading <clears throat> is so much of it goes right in line with the Course of Miracles which is what I am reading. And this morning we're kind of like compared notes with the, yeah. the book. It's really cool. Um, this isn't about what you asked, but then it's, so this is talking about, um, so we should listen to God, even when it's what's being said seems wrong, especially when it seems wrong. He exactly. says, if you think you are right about everything, who needs to talk to God? Right. Right. Yes. So go ahead and act on all that you know, but notice that you've all been doing that since the beginning of time, which exactly. is clearly shows the shape of the world that you are currently living in. Exactly. And then he goes on to say, um, the only way to move forward in this is to ask yourself, what would happen if everything I thought was wrong was actually right? Every great scientist knows this. 
every great scientist working sets aside all their assumptions and starts all over again at some time. And he says, then he says, um, you cannot know God until you stop telling yourself that you already know God. Exactly. You cannot hear God unless you stop thinking that you've already heard God. I cannot tell you my truth until you stop telling me yours. But my truth about God comes from you. Then he says, who says so? Others. Well, what others? Leaders, ministers, rabbis, priests, books, the Bible, for heaven's sakes. Those, and then God says, those are not authoritative sources. They aren't? No. Then what is? Listen to your feelings. Listen to your highest thoughts. Listen to your experience. Whenever any of these differ from what you have been told by your teachers or in reading a book, forget the words. Words are the least reliable, reliable, excuse me, purveyor of the truth. Amen. Um, and then let me see if I can find that Listen part. to your intuition? Basically, listen to your thoughts and your feelings, right? I know, and we've been taught to not do that at all. They, those have been pushed aside. Words can be construed. Um, oh, here. Yet so many people say that their prayers have gone unanswered. No prayer. And a prayer is nothing more than a fervent statement of what is, so goes unanswered. Every prayer, every thought, every statement, every feeling is creative. To the degree that it is fervently held as truth, to the degree will it be manifest in your experience. When it is said that the prayer has not been answered, what has it in actuality happened is that the most fervently held thought, word, or feeling has become operative. Yet, what you must know, and here is the secret, is that always it is the thought behind the thought, what might be called as a sponsoring thought, that is controlling the thought. Amen. If, therefore, you beg and supplicate, there seems a much smaller chance that you will experience what you think you are choosing because the sponsoring thought behind every supplication is that you do not have now what you wish. That sponsoring thought then becomes your reality. So basically he's saying, so I am begging for whatever, but mm -hmm. inside there's a thought that says, well, you're never going to have that. Why are you begging exactly. me for that? Right? Exactly. That sponsoring thought of I will never have that is what is coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. Because you are not walking out in faith that you have $10,000 a month coming in as right. income if that's what right. you want to and manifest. It's coming, the Course of Miracles says it um, as that we are God's will. So anything. So just think about that. <laughs> I mean, it's like you are God's will. Everything that, you know, and we say you want, you desire, you know, you got to, if it's, we, and we have a tendency, well, if it's God's will, this will happen. Well, no, it's, is it your will that it happens? Because you're the power. You have the same power as God. It's all mm -hmm. within. It's all this oneness. And it's the manifestation. So if you believe that you already have it, 
then it already exists. Yes. And, and then next he says, the only sponsoring thought which could override this thought is the thought held in faith exactly. that God will grant whatever is asked without fail. Exactly. Some people have this have such faith, but very few do. Exactly. And most people don't. Even, I mean, again, not not trying to dog the church by any means, but especially in the church. I have found more people who walk out faith that are not in the church on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Maybe go, maybe they are the ones that only go on Easter or Christmas, right? And, sure. and as Christians, I remember being in the church as a leader and we would make fun. Oh, here comes the Easter people. Here comes mm-hmm. the Christmas people. Mm-hmm. Like, you are literally making fun of these people, mm-hmm. which is but a judgment. They, which is right. a judgment, mm-hmm. but they are the ones that have the most faith, ninety percent of the time. They, yeah, and it's because the, we're not not saying always, but how to live that faith out, right? And you know, the church will always tell you, "Well, you got to have faith, got to have faith," but they don't really help you in the way of creating that. And and it's my own experiences. Faith only comes from experience and yeah. trusting God. Yeah. And I mean, that's why our faith is so great is just because how our journeys were. Exactly. Uh, we had no, there was no other way. <laughs> than we to had to. God. You know, so when you do that and you're, you're living that every single day and trusting God for absolutely everything in your life, uh, your faith grows expeditionally. Yeah. You know, and what happens when your faith grows like that is that, the people around you will look at you as though, mm-hmm. okay, you're crazy, yep. right? I mean, we've had so many people go, that sounds insane. That sounds crazy. Like it's, you know, and who knows what they've said behind closed doors, sure, you know, sure. or they've, you know, said to us, you know, oh, okay, you know, and then behind closed doors, whatever. That's not really for me to, you know, I don't, I don't really care what they've said behind closed doors. I've thought about it. Um, but the reality is, is there are very few people mm-hmm. who have felt or experienced the same things that we have or mm-hmm. that when we share certain things, sure. um, don't look at us as though we're crazy. And, exactly. you know, and recently you just had a conversation with somebody that, really was the same way that people would look at as, oh, this crazy person, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I mean, even after not talking for five years, you come back to have this conversation and it's like this reminder, yeah. right? Like, exactly. oh, that's one of those people that truly understood exactly. and has the same kind of faith. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, the, I, I hate to say this, but it, it is the truth. So, you know, Christians, again, I don't mean to be, <laughs> but it, it's it's where we're at, right? It is. And, and we're trying to deconstruct that word and help people, you know, um, I love Christ with everything I got. He saved my life. Um, so, you know, but I don't profess myself as a Christian just because I believe that, um the God of the universe is the answer, right? And I and I think Jesus was a part of that, just like I am, just like you guys are. But mm-hmm. we can't, you know, Western culture, Christianity, and you hear us say that a lot because it's a whole lot different here 
than other parts of the world. Absolutely. Um, we are taught that everything has to go through the church building, right? Your, your relationship with God is dependent on that church building. Your, you know, income is based on that church. I mean, everything, it has to be a part of your life. It is, you know, and if, if you neglect it, then all of a sudden you're going to burn in hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, they literally teach that. And, and really, you know, the only part of the relationship is our relationship with God and what that looks like yeah. and, and growing. But I wanted to, when Julie, you were reading that, <clears throat> he was talking about what men will say and stuff. And so I, you guys probably heard me talk about the book of the Holy Twelve um, a few times. And uh, this is, it's basically the epistles, but through Jesus's own personal words. So it's a little bit different than what what the Bible what you've says. Been taught? Uh, a little bit different oh. than what you've been taught, but this is towards the end of it. And he says this. He says, I have set you as a light of the world and as a city that cannot be hid. But the time will come when darkness shall cover the earth, the gross darkness the people, and gross darkness the people, and the enemies of truth and righteous shall rule in my name. The enemies of truth and the righteous shall rule in my name and set up a kingdom of this world and oppress the people and cause the enemy to blaspheme, putting for my doctrines the opinions of men and teaching in my name that which I have not taught and hmm. darkening much that I have taught by their traditions. That's Jesus talking. And that's exactly where we're at. And he mm -hmm. goes on to talk about um, the uh, hidden hidden wisdoms, you know, which uh, are throughout the Bible, the hidden wisdom, the hidden wisdom. And I believe that obviously men have been taking Jesus' words <laughs> and using them for their own gain and glory and whatever. And we are in that time where the, the, the real truth of our power Mm -hmm. of our own sovereignty of who we are. We are truly God, just like mm -hmm. Jesus was, just like Buddha was. We are in that we have the ability to be in the same energetic field to do the very same things that they have done. Yeah. And that's just, you know, growing right spiritually. That's increasing our relationship with God and, and moving on. And then on another note, I also wanted to say, so in my reading this morning, <coughs> Um, I was really fascinating. He says that this, this is Jesus talking in the book of Holy 12. He says, I have emphasized many times that the Holy Spirit will never call upon you to sacrifice anything. Will never call upon you to sacrifice anything. But if you ask the sacrifice, but if you ask the sacrifice of reality of yourself, the Holy Spirit must remind you that this is not God's will because it is not yours. There is no difference between your will and God's. If you did not have a split mind, you would recognize that willing is salvation because it is communication. Um, yeah, I think that's so important, right? Number one, our will is God's will. But the fact that God will never ask, the Holy Spirit never asks you to sacrifice anything. And that's in 100% contradiction of what the church teaches. Mm -hmm. And I called that out when we were in church just going back for, to psalms 51 when king david he's going through this big 
eulogy talking to God and all this stuff. And he straight up says, God does not require sacrifices, but all he seeks is a repentant spirit. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that and thinking, okay, well, if God's the same yesterday and today, then King David's saying, God doesn't ask for sacrifices, but then the church will turn right around and ask you to sacrifice your time, sacrifice your money. God actually asks you to sacrifice your family. Yeah. Right. For their good. Yeah. I mean, they ask for all kinds of sacrifice. They expect pastors to come and pay for your own schooling and, you know, have three full-time jobs all at one time and not get paid. That's a sacrifice. It is. And they, they don't do anything about it. Which then leads to know? the sacrifice of your family. Which leads to the sacrifice of your family <clears throat> and all all kinds of things. You know, so it's just, there's so many just things, guys. It's, it's time, it's time that we all wake up to the lies that the church has been teaching us and truly accept who you are created to be. Okay, and that is, you're created to be just like God. Right. His will is our will. Our will is supposed to be his. Um, and it is unless we're living by the ego. Yep. But that ego is a split mind. The ego is whatever. That's Satan, as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's I don't really buy into the whole boogeyman thing anymore. And, you know, we are our own boogeyman, you know, yeah. in our in our minds. That's true. Our ego is create all that shit for us. <clears throat> right. We don't need. I'm not saying there's not negative energies because there is. But um Anyways, I just, it's time. It's but, time to stand up. But I want to add to that. When you said that, I'm not saying there's not a negative energies. No, there is. Because there is. Energy, yeah. But those negative energies have been created by man. They have. Yeah. Alcohol, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. all of these poisons, the poisons mm-hmm. they're putting into our food, all of the things, yes. all of that, that is all created by man exactly. to keep the energy down. Down. You know, and, you know, I also want, for me, I want to just make it clear that we're not trying to tell you, oh, don't go to church. That's not what no. we're trying to tell you. Like, if you find a church that you fit and, and it feels good for you, yet you still get to keep your own sovereignty and your own faith and the way that, and you understand that, you know, the reality of the God spirit, the Holy Spirit is in every single thing. Everything. Everything. Everything you have is because of God. Everything that you live, breathe, everything is because of God, right? Now, I'm not saying, now, of course, we haven't been to church since we were, since we left, since we left the church. Ago. We have not. And, and, but that's not to say that that won't happen someday for us, but you we're know? In church every day. But we are in church <laughs> every day. And that's the thing is yes. that, you know, it doesn't mean that we won't go into a church building sometime, but <clears throat> we are in church every day. And I think that's that's where there is such a major, for me, there's a major issue. Like, I mm-hmm. always felt like, if, well, if I wasn't there on Sunday or if I wasn't there on Wednesday and Saturday and Sunday and blah, 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 blah all the things, then I was a sinner. Mm-hmm. And I was going to hell. Exactly. And that is the sacrifice that they teach. It is. Right? It is. Yeah. I have more communion with God now, being able to have church every single day in my own home, outside, enjoying what God has created 
and given me to enjoy, to have joy in life versus being stuck in the building mm -hmm. and talking about how wonderfully made everything is yet not enjoying it while I'm worshiping. Exactly. And, you know, so here's my challenge. Um, I mean, I experienced God yesterday. I mean, I experience him every day, but like when I really quiet down, mm -hmm. like I did yesterday, I sat and God gives me a glimpse and allows me to see, I think the world as he sees it. And I mean, it's just, it, it's amazing. You can't even describe it. Um, if, if you are going into a church building, I just want you to ask yourself or any kind of, I mean, I don't care what religion, what your beliefs are. If, if you are engaged in a religion, but when you go there, your experience is not God, is not God, then I would ask you to sit down, get quiet, and ask yourself some hard questions. Um, because if the religion is truth, we'll say, um, or if the religious beliefs are a way for you to encounter God, mm. and you're not encountering God, then something's probably wrong. Yeah. Right, and I, I would mean, that's say insanity, that right? You keep doing insanity. the same thing over and over and over again, and you did nothing happens, and something's fucking wrong. Yeah. So if if your religion teaches you one thing, but you when you go, you don't experience it. They teach love and peace and joy and communion with God and all that stuff. But when you are there, and I'm not talking experiencing other people, I mean totally engaging in Christ Himself. Mm -hmm. If you're not having that you need to ask yourself some hard questions. Absolutely. Because there's a block there, right? And that veil can be lifted. Mm -hmm. It can. It's already been lifted. You just have to choose. Yeah. Right? The door's yeah. been opened. You just got to choose to walk through that door mm -hmm. and do it differently than what you've been taught. Yeah. And if it's working, then keep doing what you're doing. Right. Right? I mean, that's, you know, I, I've experienced God in, in church before, so I'm not saying it's not possible. Yeah. Um, but I'm just talking to those that are not, you know, mm -hmm. and then my encouragement would be to get outside, right? Because God is in nature. God is nature. Um, when you are outside and you just open your mind and open your heart, uh, man, I mean, God was showing up to me for 40 years and I freaking hated his guts. Didn't want to have anything <laughs> to do with them. Right. And he was trying, you know, every time I was outside, I'd have these mystical experiences and I just would blow them off. I didn't know what it was, you know, and yeah. um, cause I didn't want to have any part of it, but even for an unbeliever, you know, he is there, Yeah, you know? Definitely. And so you just gotta, you just gotta open up to the possibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the, the first step to the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a good challenge because I've been seeing lately a lot of um, posts and stuff on, you know, Facebook or social media of any kind. But um, a lot of people that um, are still engaged, you know, in the uh, indoctrination at, of the church and yet they are 
venting on social media about how, you know, the church is doing this or they're not loving their kids or they're just this or they're, you know, da 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 And I, you know, that's the challenge that you're asking people. If you are not feeling the love that the church is saying that they're a, a part of or whatever, then that you do need to ask yourself some some hard some hard questions and they're hard questions they are and lots because, of times because you are going to get judgment and people are going to stop talking to you and mm-hmm. people are going to you know the people that you thought cared about you are all of a sudden going to walk away that is our experience that is uh the truth of what we have experienced which makes Mm -hmm. it our truth sure and um you know they're not going to ask you questions but as soon as you post something that doesn't go go with their belief system then all of a sudden they're going to share well i'm now concerned about you well you weren't concerned when the church disowned us so now why are you concerned exactly right like but let's have a conversation please because i so I don't need to explain myself, but I so want to have a conversation because I want to I want to understand your relationship with exactly. God. Exactly. And I want you to understand my relationship with God now. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't want to I don't want to argue, of course, exactly. because I think that's what it ends up leading to. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just, you know, it it's it's interesting to me to to more times than not see how many people are disappointed with the church yet they are still so committed to the church. It's an abusive relationship. It's an abusive relationship. Get the freak out of it. Get out <laughs> of the relationship. You know, you were talking earlier about, you know, uh, an example that you used and that's exactly what I was thinking about was being in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. having had that experience mm-hmm. myself and yeah. being in an abusive relationship for several years. Um, and when I say abusive, I mean abusive in every single way that when I walked away from that relationship, it has been over 20 year, well, probably around 20 years since I've left that relationship and I'm still mm-hmm. <laughs> healing wounds and sure. belief systems mm-hmm. from that relationship, including yeah. the abuse that I endured and the indoctrination that I endured yeah. Yeah. from the church itself. Yeah. And it's, you know, gang, it's, it's not an easy deal. No. Okay. And when, when, you know, you're, our, thoughts and our beliefs are challenged um you know we always you know go to defend mode right it's just it's how we're wired especially as christians we're going to stand up and we're going to defend our faith um but you know the the thing about it is you know the question i've been asking for 20 years is why do you believe what you believe mm-hmm. you know and um because if, if your belief system is simply based on what you've been taught Mm. and not what you have experienced, then I'm going to challenge your belief system. Yep. Um, and I'm not challenging you. I'm just challenging the belief system. Absolutely. Okay? Uh, because I know for myself, I was taught 
all the same things. Trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I taught it all just like I was taught. Um, and I was worse because I didn't believe some of it, but I kept doing it because it was what I was told to do. And I would try to skirt around some subjects that I didn't, I wasn't fully invested in, you know? Um, and you know, it, it took, you know, God really to get us out of the establishment. I mean, I, I look back now, you know, and, and the funny thing about that, you know, 10 years before that or so, you know, God showed me the, the, the destruction of the church. Remember mm-hmm. the church that we were specifically at, mm-hmm. he showed me, you know, the, I'm bringing the fucker down, Jim, you need to get the hell out of here now, yeah. you know? And I didn't, as I mean, I knew some things that were going on, you know, but it's like, holy smokes, you know, years later, there it is, you know, he's doing his thing and it's my belief that you know the christian church is i think it's on its way out the door guys i really do because all the lies are coming out and everything that you have been taught has pretty much been a lie yeah it really has and that's not to say that i mean and but here's the thing about that so why why would people lie to us about these things hmm so ask yourself that question. Why would they lie? Why would they tell you that you have to go through Christ for yeah. forgiveness? You have to go through Christ for salvation. What if salvation was simply learning to love yourself? Yeah. Because the great commandment is what? To love God, mm-hmm. love others as yourself, mm-hmm. right? What What if that salvation is learning just to love yourself, learning to love God? That's mm-hmm. it. That that's what salvation is it's love it's nothing else it's got nothing else to do with it and then if we can internalize that and we grasp the fact that we can and we do have the power within us to manifest our own reality because we've been manifesting it guys you look at your reality of how it's been your entire life all the insanity guess what that's the insanity that's going on in your it. mind right so why would they want not want you to know that you can make your world better. Yeah. Because if your world's not better, guess who gets to control it? Yeah. Somebody else. Yep. Right. So just ask yourself those kinds of questions. Yeah. You know, why would they do that? You know, and it's when you start asking those questions and you start looking other places besides the Bible. Okay. And I, I get we're indoctrinated. God's word, fully inspired. It is it. There is none other. I get it. However, it's old and it's been jacked. So that's just the way it is. Do your own research. You will see that it has been jacked. I'm not saying that there's not power in it. There is power. There is strength in it. Um, But it is not all as it appears to be. Right. So you have to go to other sources. And if, you know, the old lies, you know, people have been saying forever, well, you know, or the, the church will say, you know, well, there are no more prophets. You know, you got to only use the Bible because God's not talking through people anymore, right? That's bullshit. It is bullshit. It's bullshit. So get out of the indoctrination. Challenge absolutely everything. Challenge the things that we say. Yeah. Challenge it all. Challenge it all. Do your own research. Sit down. Uh, go directly to the source. And, you know, listen. Yep. Wow. That's good. That's good stuff. Good stuff this morning. Mm-hmm. 
So I would say, as I always do, if you want to know more about us and what we're doing or work with us or just ask us questions, you can always interact on the podcast. Um, and you can send us an email at seatofhope329 at gmail.com. You can also look us up on our website at sohsoulcoaching.com and on Instagram at Seed of Hope Soul Coaching as well. Uh, we love you guys, and um, we would ask that if this resonated with you, um, we would love for you to share our podcast with somebody else that um, you think would absolutely enjoy um, our episodes. And if you want to hear about something specific, you have to let us know because otherwise we're not going to know. <laughs> and we're not going to know what you want us to talk about. Right. So, anyhow, we are challenging you to interact with us. Yes, please. Please. So, please. Yes. Am I begging? Probably. But <laughs> that's okay. Please interact with us. Anyhow, we love you guys so much, and we hope you guys have an amazing day. Peace out, guys.